Hey guys, here's the finale of the three-part segment I recorded um, for the October devotional in Ensenada. Hope you enjoy it, and yeah, love you guys. Hey, you're listening to Real Talk for Jesus. Extending is there to listen to you with their host, Becky Pan. your calling it's your mission mm-hmm. it's your purpose in life it's your destiny I love the word destiny I mean sometimes we use it negative oh it's my destiny to be like my parents no no it's not your destiny break those chains man is the way I, but I love the word destiny and then there's one more vocation your vocation all those are, are they're not synonyms completely but they're um, kindred no that's not that's what kindred spirit kindred words that's the Spanish translation for you yeah, they're related, but there's a word I used, I used to read dictionaries all the time. That's what I did there. Um, um, oh, there's a cool word, but I can't get it right now. But they're, um, they're related words. They're all related to their cousins instead of sisters is what I'm saying, basically. And they're all related. And that's what you need to look for in your life. You know, your calling, your mission, your vocation, your purpose, your destiny. Think about all those great words. Those are really cool words, man. Those are just really deep words. And so we got to think about that, that those are what we're looking for in our life, finding them. And I'm not going to say any of, any of you haven't found that. And a lot of people, it is in their job and on the side, there's another other thing. And that's perfectly fine, too. Like I said, all this is perfectly fine, but you've never, you won't know until you go. I'm going to go back to that little plan of words I had. I mean, you won't go. And so try out, you know, the stuff. When I got, when I, when I was up on the mountain and the Lord spoke to me about this stuff, and used uh, Psalm 8411 and everything. When I, when I came back, I started working selling door-to-door because I just finished my university and I didn't have any good real plans to use my degree yet. So I said, I'm going to go sell door-to-door. Meanwhile, and not be lazy and, and to be out there. And so I was selling door-to-door and I started going to Horizon Christian Fellowship, which is which it was coverage up in San Diego at that time. And I, I started going there. It was, just, it was great. I was getting fed. I've never even been to coverage up before. I was like blown away. I was in the traditional church where you could raise your and felt weird and I mean, there wasn't a lot of freedom in it, not a lot of Holy Spirit. I was like, the Holy Spirit's here. And I remember walking in the door in a North Park Theater, and I said to my, I said out loud, there's a lot of people in there singing really loud, I said, Jesus is here. I said it out loud. I said, Jesus is here. I said, Jesus, I didn't feel in my church. He must have been there. He was hiding or something. <laughs> but Jesus is here. And I remember I sat down, I, I sat down, everybody else was like standing up and raising up their hands, and I was like, what the heck? I'm going to just. And I just raised my hand, and the rest is history. I'm still raising my hand. I'm just raising Jesus. And not that Calvary Chapel is the only church that has them, obviously, no. It's just the place where I found them. I found that freedom to be radical, freedom to, to radically say Jesus. And that's what I've, I've always wanted to do. And that, that's what it comes down to. So, so uh, you know, when I got back and I was doing this, I was selling door to door at this time. And, and I was driving by, I had a day free, so I was driving by the church, the North Park Theater. Famous theater in the 20s. I mean, all the famous people would go there and stuff because North Park was this was downtown San Diego. Is what it, was. it was all different now, but that was like downtown San Diego. So people would go. That was the place to go, you know. And so anyway, um, so I was driving by and there was a door that opened, a little open door. And I'm driving by and I saw a door open. I said, I owe, I owe some uh, Chuck Smith tapes. These are cassette tapes. I don't know if you guys have a clue what they are, but there's little square things that have a tape that goes around. I'm just kidding, guys. I know you guys know. It's like, you guys are so far from that. Man. I mean, us old guys, we all know. You know, it's like, we used to love those things. 
He's saving movies, okay? And because uh, he can't play them anymore, people get them and they can't play them. My car still has them. Both of my cars still have them. They're 99, 98, and they still got them in there. That's the only place. And one car has one, but it doesn't work because that's the problem. You can't even find anybody who fixes them anymore. But anyway, we won't talk about history. And so anyway, I, I own some tapes and I walk in the door and say, is the bookstore open? I knew it was all the open during service, but I thought maybe somebody's cleaning it up or something. I can give these tapes. Can I go to them? They said no. And they were setting up on the stage, a big stage. It's the stage, like I said, it's like the old famous way up there. And and I said, what are you guys doing? I just I asked for curious. Oh, we're setting up because tomorrow the school evangelism starts. And it's like, wow, I heard an announced about school evangelism. And my purpose in selling door to door was this. I had one purpose. And after all these radical that showed me, I said, my one purpose was to go on a short-term mission and see if I'm called. To go to to, to go to know. That was my that was my one purpose love. I said, I've got to go because I had this sense of mission. Because when I was in uh when I was when I was younger, I always felt this thing of missionaries. My parents had missions, missionaries come over the house. Then when I was in college, I had a Mexican girlfriend, and then I, I quit her, and we quit each other. And we went on, but the Lord used that to get me interested in Spanish. So I was a great boy. I mean, I was 100% widow. I mean, I was a white boy. I mean, it was like, I had no Spanish blood. I still don't have any. It just seems like I have it. Because I speak Spanish better than English, but, you know, what can I say? And, and I said, I've got to, I, I started learning Spanish in my second year. And when I was learning Spanish, I learned everything. And I'm not that smart. I told you guys, I have Teflon brain. That's what I was saying in Spanish. I mean, nothing sticks, you know? And it was like, I mean, I, I was, everything was sticking. And I said, I said to everybody, this is not me. I said, a little simple equation. This is not me. This is God. This is God. Because God's the only one who can give me that power to memorize things. I don't have a photo of your brain. I mean, I think of the vocabulary words. I mean, there are 20 vocabulary words every week or every couple of days. And you have to study 50 to get those 20. And I, I think I missed maybe two words the whole year. I mean, it was like, it was like this is not me. I'm just not that smart. But I knew, I, I told everybody, I said, you know what? Someday I'm going to be using this for God's glory. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know. I don't know. Very beautiful country down there. Our brother George is from there. Okay. And, um, and I was down there. I went there when I was 14. I love the Latin culture. So I was in love with the culture, but I needed to learn more Spanish. And so I'm learning all the Spanish. And I told people, I don't know what's happening. But God's giving me a language. And I'm going to use this for his glory someday. And I said that unequivocally out loud to everybody. And, and I, wasn't scared. I wasn't scared of it. I wasn't scared of saying, oh, but that's a responsibility. And that means I might have to do something radical. No, it's just like, this is a fact that God has something for me to do. And during that whole time, I had this thing I call a sense of mission. I had this sense that I'm supposed to go somewhere and do something for that. I mean, all these things were all these indicators that were going on. Obviously, you guys just being here means that there's some kind of sense of mission inside you guys. Because otherwise, you wouldn't be here. You'd be having your weekend watching movies right now, getting on Netflix and binging. You know, that's what you'd be doing. I don't know if you guys binge, but I actually do binge. I have four extra hours a day, you know, I'm sitting far. But I binge on good things, historical movies and stuff like that. They really do that. And, and documentaries. And it's not bad. It's just what you see. Some of these evil things out there, you know, that and stuff. But anyway, we'll talk about that. If somebody's listening to this, it's, that it was, if we moved time back 20 years ago, binging was the only word that was binge was with alcoholics. But now binging has a different term for us. I'm sorry, I get off on these things. Like, sorry. Concentrate to us. Concentrate. Focus. Focus. Like, you know, of course it is. Focus. Okay. Now we're going to do this. I mean, these little chances take up time. So we're going to do that. So anyway, so I'm, uh, at the school, I feel a sense of mission. I'm saying, Lord, man, there's something radical that you want me to do. And again, it's all, then when I was lost, because I remember I told you guys I was completely lost, this girl comes up to me at our Bible study, and she says, 
The Lord gave me a verse for you. I said, thank you very much. I didn't say, oh, what do you mean I need a verse? I mean, because before all the defense, I'm really, I'm just letting you know, just be prepared. Some people say, hey, Lord, show me something for you. What do you mean the Lord show you? He knows I'm showing you to show me. I mean, people are on the defense. And those kind of people just shut up and let them be happy in their misery. That was an oxymoron, but be happy in their misery. Because it's like they like to have their misery. That's happiness for them. I do love you. Because they, they don't want to hear it. I mean, they just don't want to hear it. But she came up to me, and I was like, yeah, give it to me. And she gave me Jeremiah 29, 11. She goes, no. It says, I know the plans for you, says the Lord. Plans for goodness and not for calamity, which means badness. I say not for goodness, not for goodness, not for badness. And to give you a future and hope. And I needed I did a future and hope right now because I wanted to be a uh, doctor. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I wanted to be a businessman. I wanted to be a psychologist. I wanted to be all these things. And I couldn't decide. I was like ready to flip a coin. And flip a coin is, is mental suicide for me because I'm a deliberate. I'm a melancholic um, temperament. I mean, you can't, just, you can't do that. It's just impossible. But my dad told me, just choose something. It's like, Dad, my dad's clever. You know, temperament. He was like, just do something. I was like, I can't just do something. It's mental suicide for me. But I mean, that's how desperate he was. He was paying my education. I was at point level and I mean, now he has probably $40,000 a year now. Back then, it was $20,000 a year. And he's paying this, and I need some direction here, son. You know, I need some other. I said, yeah, dad, but God's got a plan. It's going to come around the corner. Anyway, through a lot of radical circumstances, I decided for um, uh, speech communication theory, which is speech communication psychology, and I absolutely love my career. It fits me perfectly. If you know me, I'm totally analytical for the psychology side, and God made me a public speaker and everything else, and I love communication. I can spend all day just communicating, not, not stupid stuff. I don't do that. I don't show for example. I don't but I don't do those, okay? I just don't do them. It's not in my DNA. And so anyway, so, so I finally decided that's really perfect, but that day she said that, and then she said something really radical off the chart. She said, and the Lord showed me, and I, this is not a Pentecost, it's a Nazarene, okay? It's not a Pentecost type church, you know? And she said, the Lord showed me that the Lord's not going to have you be a doctor or a veterinary psychiatrist. She already knew my doctor was a unique Bible study, so everybody knew that's lost. And, I, and she said, he's going to have something completely different that you can't even imagine. She said, there is no way at that moment I ever, ever, ever could imagine being here. Ever. It wasn't on my list. It was very about my orphan. You know, go serve an orphan. It wasn't on there. I had no clue of anything like this. But I grabbed on to what she said, believe me. I grabbed on to it and said, hey, man. And it gave me peace in the middle of my lostness. I already told you I was smart lost because I was getting good grades. But I was still lost. So I was still kind of lost. I was like, oh, Lord, what is, what is going on here? And how do we do this, you know? And so anyway, that's that's my word of encouragement for you guys. Because those are open doors. Those are open doors that you can miss if you're not ready for them. And be ready. And one of the ways you can be ready is by doing this radical solo, we call them, you know? That's what we call them in the old background. But people talked about 24-hour solos. People didn't talk about mine as a seven-day solo. But who else did solos? Come on, guys, give me a break. Let's go to the Bible. Uh, let's start with Elijah. Elijah? Elijah, right? Okay, Elijah. Elijah was one of, uh, you know, he ran away from Jezebel, and he was out there in the desert. I mean, he had this really radical experience with God, which was all positive, but it came out positive. Because he was running. He was afraid. And God said, what are you doing here? <laughs> he said, and that lady Jezebel's after me. He said, wait a minute, I have, I don't know how many thousand, I think it was 5,000 faithful back there. He says, I'm alone. He said, no, you're not alone. I have all these faithful ones back there. And he started ministering to him, and getting back in the action. But he had to get away to come back, is what he had to do. And, that, and think about uh, Moses. Uh, like these, these are some pretty heavy dudes. And, and, and the, you know, Moses went up the mountain for he doesn't say how many days exactly, but he went for a lot of days. And look what God did to him. He knew his call for life and he knew his purpose to be the liberator. That's how we say it's meant to be the liberator. And, um, and, and, and that's what 
person in life. And that's okay, that was perfect. Um, somebody wants to put a, something in front of that. You want to I said, I'm afraid it's going to slime the clothes. Okay. Uh, um, thank you. You can open this window over here, too. If you guys want to hear more, we put this fans on. You guys are fine. You know, you want to get some calls. You know, you love it. I'm not really listening. Beginning of my notes, this was our study, and I'm going to put on here. 
legacy. Okay, and then I'm going to go Y and Time limit is 11.15, right? Yeah, it's 10.45. Mm, always given me until 11.15. Look on your schedule. Because, I mean, that's what it's always been. 11.15, that's what I wrote. That's what I'm counting on. He has it here at 10.45. Oh, really? Okay, well, let me let me finish up quickly here. I'm going to try to do this and uh, and and try to finish up on this and, and let you guys come off with a blessing. Because, like I said, I didn't get the other study. But just so you guys know, the other study was um was second peter chapter one just try it just re meditate on it because it's so radical i was so pumped and everything but again okay god, god has his plan and i'm not going to ever go against his plan i'm just not going to do it it's not stupid okay sorry i don't have a term for it it was stupid so, so i'm not going to do it i'm not going to be strict on this and i got a great study plan for the future and it's like it was like and it was all this morning about 45 minutes put it in there man it was going radical but we just well we just did Romans 12, 1 and two and we pretty much covered it but we'll go over it again just to finish up the study because um and then what, what other study just give me other verses anybody there I have to write these verses down I can listen to them again anybody else real quickly I'll give Psalm eighty four Psalm eighty four eleven which other verses this is just a, a fill in the world we from just to make sure that I realize that I didn't waste my time in this thing. Um, Isaiah 6 8. Okay. Isaiah 6 8 would be right after this. Isaiah 20, 29, 11. Yeah, 20, verse 9. That's why I have to say it very uh, deliberately. So if you write it down, you'll really find it's 20. Yes, uh, those pulling close to the way. 20, verse 9. Jeremiah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Jeremiah 29. I'm sorry. I went Jeremiah. Jer no, I'm sorry. It, Jeremiah, the other verse, I think. So Jeremiah 29, 11. And then, yeah, I know, I'm completely right, man. Just, I'm, I'm wrong on that one. And, uh, but then Jeremiah 20, verse 9. I'm, sorry. Yes. I'm always so concerned about that verse because, because, um, um, good. Thank you for these notes because then I know where we went. And it really helps me for getting ready for next time. You did Corinthians 6, 19 as well. Uh, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, that's right. First Corinthians. Oh, you got it down, brother. I know exactly what that verse is. That's um, your temple, your wife's temple, Holy Spirit. And um, it's, it's, it's there. And you can also find it in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19.